Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets the gift of pain. Thank you all for tuning in to this series I'm covering entitled The Gift. My aim for this series is to encourage listeners to evaluate the gifts God gives them. Evaluate what God is doing in your life as you go through the obstacles. It can seem as if God is not listening to you or God is not coming through for you. But if you keep depending on him and trusting in him in due time, you will look back or look at what you're going through and see that God was blessing you the entire time. There are moments in time where we think the gifts God gives us are not gifts at all because they're not packaged the way we expect it or they're not packaged the way we want it. But once we open the gift, we cherish the gift, and we embrace the gift, we can clearly discern that God had our best or has our best interest in mind from the very start. So that is what this series is about. If you haven't already, I encourage you to listen to parts one through eight of this series to catch up. The motivational aim, the gift of pain, addresses how the pain we experience can serve as a gift. What I mean by that is when you think of a person who's in pain or their physical body is experiencing pain, there's some isolated, distressing sensation taking place. Something's going on. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. For the person experiencing pain in a particular area of their body, if something or someone makes contact with that area where the pain resides, then the person will alert someone because the pain points are triggered. For example, someone can say they're experiencing pain in their back, their shoulder, their neck, their arm, their knee, their ankles, fingers, whatever. When asked to describe their pain in that particular isolated area, they might describe it like, I mean, I feel a sharp pain. I feel a sharp sensation, like something pinching me every time I walk. It feels like something is cutting me in the back of my neck every time I turn my head. What they're doing is, as I just mentioned, they're describing their pain. And pain can be the result from an injury, an illness, an accident. But that's just an example of someone experiencing some sort of pain. And pain can also be described as a distressing situation someone is feeling regarding an isolated incident in their life. It could be emotional pain, mental pain, relational pain, financial pain, the pain from a loss, the pain of regret, the pain of stagnation, the pain of disrespect, the pain of people-pleasing. Anyone going through those types of pain, they aren't necessarily or primarily physical, but if one doesn't address the pain, someone could possibly start feeling physical pain as a result from the mental, emotional, or relational pain they are going through. We have an understanding of what pain is, but how is pain a gift? How is that a gift? It's a gift 
because pain indicates that something is wrong. There's something within us triggering a response for us to fix whatever is causing discomfort or distress in our lives. Someone could be experiencing excruciating knee pain. That's a clear sign something is wrong. Someone could suffer from an unbearable headache where they can't even drive, they can't think, they can't complete daily life tasks. That is an indicator that something is wrong. That pain is sending out some type of alert that something needs to be addressed, something needs to be fixed. Someone could have a fever for several days. The fever seems to not even drop or go down. That is an indicator that something is wrong. If somebody's laying down and their fingernail is touched, fingernail is touched, and they start screaming and hollering, they're turning red, and you see they are not playing, something is wrong. Pain serves as an indicator, a clear indicator, that something is off. And moving from the physical pain to emotional pain or mental pain, let's say someone brings up to another person a time in their life or they bring up a person, a scenario, an event, and someone slips into a depression or they become angry, they're enraged. They're filled with this sensation where they want to attack people. That is an indicator that something is wrong. Some pain is there. Once again, pain indicates something is wrong. And that is a gift. The gift of pain is an opportunity for us to examine what is wrong. Whether it's in our body whether it's in our heart, our mind, or our soul. We can go to the divine physician, who is God the Father, and we can tell him what our symptoms are. When we do that, we're casting our burdens, our pain on him. And the pain we're experiencing, we can let Jesus know, we can let God know, so he can prescribe us what we need To overcome the pain. And God knows how to prescribe the right medicine. The divine words. That address the root cause of our pain. Pain is an indicator. For us to address. What is wrong. What is off. What is causing distress. And after going through the pain. Or living with the pain we can make the necessary aims to correct it with God the Father, who is the divine physician, and he knows how to write the right prescription that targets in on and addresses the pain or the symptoms we find ourselves going through. When we go through pain, that is an opportunity for us to direct our thoughts and our minds towards Jesus. We can seek God as it relates to our pain. It doesn't matter what we try. We will soon figure out that whatever we were doing before we went to Jesus, before we casted our pains and our burdens onto God, 
that wasn't working. Those home remedies we were trying to doctor up and fix up without Jesus, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. And when you expend all your resources and do everything you try to do without Jesus, when you're going through pain, you will discover the only one who can fix this is God. The only one who cares about this is Jesus. Let me go to him. Now, there's a story in the Bible about two individuals who were experiencing pain. They were experiencing pain at the same time. They were going through personal pain, relational pain, financial pain, health pain. And one person was believing for the pain of someone else to be healed. The pain that their loved one was going through impacted several people. But both of these people in scripture, they were going through pain. They tried to alleviate the pain without Jesus, but it got to the point where they had to turn to God. They didn't have anything else. So they end up going straight to Jesus. They couldn't cure their pain on their own, but the pain served as a gift because it redirected them back to Jesus. It redirected them to the one who can deal with any pain one experiences. And I broke this down in the God, Me, and the Dissertation series, part 34, but I'm going to share some points with you again, coming from the vantage point of how pain serves as a gift from God. The passage of scripture I'm referring to is Mark the 5th chapter and the 21st through the 43rd verse. And here's a snapshot. Jesus, along with his disciples, crossed the sea and a large crowd gathered around him. There was a synagogue leader named Jairus who approached Jesus and he threw himself down at his feet. And he begged Jesus sincerely, stating, My little daughter is very sick. Please come and place your hands on her so that she will get well and live. Jesus walked with him to where the man's daughter was. And Jairus and Jesus were walking in the crowd of people. And people were still gathering around Jesus. And we know what a crowd is. A crowd is a large number of people gathered together in a disorganized way. And a crowd consists of pushing forcing, shoving, a lot of pressure is going on. The crowd was present when Jairus approached Jesus and the crowd was present when Jesus was going to his house to see about the pain he was going through. Now in the crowd, there was a woman who was experiencing some of her own pains and she was trying to get to Jesus too. And when we think about Jairus, walking with Jesus, trying to get to his pain, and he was surrounded by a crowd. And then we look at the woman who was in the crowd trying to get to Jesus. The crowd could represent the pain of obstacles, the pain of distraction. But Jairus pressed through the pain of doubt to get to Jesus. He focused on his goal, which was going to Jesus for help so his daughter would be saved. He wanted his daughter healed. He wanted his daughter free from pain, and he had to get to Jesus because his daughter was going through all types of pains. His family was going through pain. The daughter was sick with pain. 
The family went through the pain of fear, hopelessness, the pain of depression, the pain of heartache, the pain of why did this have to happen to my family, my sister, my daughter, my loved one, the pain of what if my baby doesn't make it, the pain of what am I going to do, the pain of we're running out of money, the pain of racking their brain, the pain of if only I would have done this or that, the pain of mistakes, the pain of regret. They were going through pain. But as they went through this pain, individually and collectively as a family unit, something triggered on the inside of them where they understood and realized, um, I tried to fix this pain on my own. We tried to talk to everybody we knew. We listened to everybody's advice. We went to scroll tube. We did it all. It's not working out for us. We need to go to Jesus. Jesus is the only one who specializes in healing this type of pain. So Jairus went to Jesus. Similar to Jairus, there was a woman in the crowd, and she had a goal, and that was to get to Jesus too. Her goal was to touch Jesus. She needed to touch Jesus so he could heal her from her pain. She was battling all types of issues and pain. Had she not gone through all of that pain that she was going through, the pain of trying to handle things without Jesus, she would have never understood the importance of going to Jesus either. So we can see how pain can serve as a gift. Any types of pain that we experience, the goal and the aim is to go straight to Jesus, go straight to God, so he can heal us from the root. Jesus doesn't just treat symptoms causing the pain. He treats the underlying issues that aren't even triggered. He treats the things that lie dormant. He treats all of that. Any crisis we go through or we went through, Jesus eradicates anything encumbering your healing. For anyone who's ever gone through a healing crisis where you're not treating the symptoms and you are getting to the root of the pain, that's not a game. And I understand why they call it a healing crisis. Because you're going to feel like you are in a crisis. Because your body begins to heal things and eliminate things on its own from years ago. And anybody who wants to take or takes that healing, that physical healing crisis approach... Man, you have to be connected to Jesus. And you have to be around some qualified people helping you through that. You will really think you're about to drop dead somewhere because that is a hard thing to go through. That is extremely difficult. For those who've done or gone through a healing crisis, you know what I'm talking about. That is not a game. You can see the physical effects of a healing crisis with someone who had a disease or a sickness, and even people who are really recovering from a substance abuse or addiction. 
that healing crisis is not a game. There are some people who go through the healing crisis of depression, emotional and mental abuse, dealing with traumas they experienced, and going to that place where they were or the insecurity started. I mean, going through the healing crisis of abuse or the healing crisis of addressing traumas, going through the healing crisis when someone was mistreated, violated, misunderstood, abandoned, that pain will have or can have someone feel like they're about to fall out somewhere. But you see how those pains serve as gifts for one to go to Jesus because he is the only one who can help and heal us. But going back to the account in scripture with Jairus and the woman with the issue of blood, the pain both people went through had them go do whatever they needed to do to get to Jesus. They went through crowds of people to get to Jesus. They dismissed distractions to get to Jesus. They didn't care about the distance to get to Jesus. They went through the crowd of fear. They went through the crowd of doubt because their pain was so severe. And I think or believe that you can relate. Have you ever experienced pain and you needed help? And if that pain was so severe, you weren't telling people, oh, I'm in pain. I mean, I can hold off next month. We'll just see what happens. No. You're trying to fix that pain. You're trying to address that pain. You want that pain out of your life. I mean, go through a toothache or let a tooth in your mouth be in pain. Let there be a pain in your body and you can't function. Have a bad hair day and you have something coming up. That is a pain. You could be rushing to the beauty shop or the barber shop trying to get it all the way together. As I mentioned earlier, have a for real toothache. I'm talking about your tooth is in pain. You are driving up to the dentist. Just walking in, filling out paperwork. You have an appointment? No. But uh, I need to get my tooth fixed. It hurts. I need this pain gone. You are taking the necessary steps to address that pain. You're running to a person who can fix it in your mind. Going back to Jairus and the woman in the crowd who had this issue of blood. They tried that. They tried to go to people who could fix it. It didn't work. Then they went to the one who could fix it. And that was Jesus We don't want to make Jesus the last option either. We want to always make sure that he's first place. Where we don't have to waste our money, our time, and our energy going to people who can't do what they think they can do. We have to be bold going to the one who knows all things. And he knows exactly what to do. I mean, go through some financial pain if you haven't already. I'm not wishing that on anybody, but for the person who's ever experienced financial pain, you know what financial pain is. No funds. No funds. No cash. 
not enough to do what you need to do. And let's say you have what you need, but somebody or something attached itself to your account and your funds are depleted. People are playing with your money. I mean, have you ever received an alert on your phone, an email where some fraudulent activity was taking place and your account was affected? Somebody was playing with your money? If you're going through financial pain, are you just going to sit there and say, oh, someone got a hold of my debit card. It's not a big deal. I mean, they took out thousands of dollars. I mean, I'll get to it when I get to it. No, no. It doesn't even have to be thousands of dollars. It can be $3.99, 99%. You see, I didn't authorize that. What's going on? You're calling the bank, excuse me, I need to speak to someone about this 99 cents charge. It's unauthorized. I don't know where it came from. And this is a tip. Be mindful about where you put your debit card. Because some people have these, or they install these skimmers at the gas pump. They install the skimmers on ATMs where you insert your debit card and you pay for your things, but this skimmer is collecting all your information. People out here are scandalous. Stay alert. Stay alert. But going back to the two people in Scripture who encountered pain, Jairus and the woman with the issue of blood, they were going through several pains in life. But when you read the Scripture on your own, you will clearly see, when you ask God for wisdom and discernment, you will clearly, and understanding, you will clearly see that pain led them straight to Jesus, and that is the ultimate gift. You have some people wanting God to gift them with what they want. Lord, I want to be closer to you. Lord, I want increase. Now, don't misunderstand me. The Lord is not out here looking at you saying, I want you to suffer. I want you to go through pain. But he can use the pain that we go through for our good. And that is a gift for us. It's a gift to receive the revelation that God is the divine doctor who can not only identify the pains and the symptoms we go through, he can heal us, he can restore us, and he can accelerate us. And that is a divine gift right there. There are cases where people go through symptoms that can be deadly and they don't experience pain at all. They don't even feel it. And that is very sad. It's sad because a person can go through some harmful things and they don't feel the pain. They don't feel the alerts going off in their body. They don't feel the triggers and the dangers that they're in. It's serious because that can lead to more issues. For example, a person can not feel any pain in their feet. No pain whatsoever. And they could be walking and then they step on something 
And since the triggers in their body did not alert them that pain is there, a problem is there, go check that out. They just walk around and what if they stepped on something that was infected with something? Now their bodies are compromised. Their immune system is compromised. They have an infection in their body, just traveling and just going through. That is a nightmare because so many things can result from someone not experiencing pain. And that's just physical. What about the individuals who don't experience mental pain, emotional pain, relational pain? There are a lot of things that take place when pain does not alert someone that something is wrong. It's serious. What about the person who can't discern the pain they cause to other people and the infection of pride that takes over their body, the infection of pride that takes over their relationships, the infection of negative projection that damages a relationship, the infection of bitterness, hate, the infection of people keeping division up, the infection of stopping relationship interactions, the infection of bad-mouthing people, lying on people, the infection of messiness, toxicity, lies, the lack of accountability, the lack of concern, the lack of care, the lack of kindness, the infection of selfishness, the infection of entitlement. What if all of these infections come when someone does not address or they can't address or they won't address the pains that are trying to alert them to get on the right path? And the path could be some type of treatment, some type of help. Pain is a gift. Pain is a gift. When people don't feel the pain or understand the pain they've caused, and then an infection just springs up and spreads, there will have to be an amputation of some sort. It could be an amputation of a relationship, the amputation of access, an amputation of conversation, time, or an interaction. Pain is a gift. Someone who understands the pain they feel or the pain they've caused, they can run to Jesus. They can run to the divine physician to fix it. They can cast their cares on the one or the pains on the one who cares for them. They are running to Jesus because they want to go through or they're willing to go through the healing and recovery process no matter what it takes or no matter what it looks like because what they're going through and what they were doing before doesn't work. Pain is a gift. And a passage of scripture I would like to leave you with is Mark the 5th chapter and the 21st through the 32nd verse. And here it is. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat 
to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. I wanted to leave you with that passage of scripture to encourage you that no matter the pain you experience, there is purpose in it or purpose can be found in it. Any pain you go through, it's an opportunity for you to take it to Jesus, take it to God and he will fix it. And it's a blessing also because when God heals you from your pain, you can see what your life looks like when you go through painful situations and then painless situations with God. Remain encouraged as you stand on the promise from God found in Psalm, the 147th chapter in the third verse. And it reads, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. The wounds signify the pain, and God promises to heal our wounds. He promises to heal our pain, and as God remains with us, he's going to address and restore us as we go through every heartbreak of pain. Once again, remain encouraged and don't dismiss the gifts God gives you. They don't look like gifts at first, but once you ask God for wisdom, understanding, discernment, and revelation, he will show you how the things you thought were not gifts at all were the very gifts you needed to get you through. So thank you all for tuning in. Feel free to visit my website, drkenitrabryant.com to check out some resources and t-shirts I have available on the site. Feel free to share this episode or this series with someone you know. Peace and God bless.